0: Welcome to the Secrets to Mindful Health podcast. I am your host, Beth Warren. Today, I have an extra special guest. I have Melinda Strauss, a Jewish creator with nearly 1.1 million followers on TikTok and over 140,000 on Instagram. She's well known for her videos about her Orthodox Jewish religion, kosher food, her experience having type one diabetes and her family life. You can find her on TikTok and Instagram at The Real Melinda Strauss. Welcome, Melinda. Hello. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm so excited to have you because I really I love your perspective on everything, actually. Uh-huh. But I would love to bring to our audience some perspective when it comes to finding your own voice, you know, how to feel confident in your message that you send, how to kind of find your creative space and your flow. You you built your platform Oh, always from the get go. And we could talk about that in such an amazing way. But then even more recently, it's like you really found your like not only calling, but like your path and the whole creative space in a way that really gives the messaging off to people. So I would love that perspective. And then, of course, how you're so open with some other challenges that you face, which is great because it makes people feel like, oh, not everything's perfect on the outside. Like we all overcome things and your family life, too. Plus a lot of things going on in your life, new cookbooks coming up and a lot of your platform now has gotten a lot of attention for unfortunate historical reasons so how we deal with that so we have so much to talk about in our oh my gosh <laughs> where so, do we start where i don't do we know start? i guess first start with how you started off
1: and how you how what led to where you are today sure so i actually think it's a great idea because a lot of how i started off couldn't show anyone like if you want to try this I, I know some people are just starting into food blogging now i'm like start There's never enough. Like sometimes people think that if there's, oh, there's so many food bloggers, there's so many people sharing about Jewish religion. Oh, they don't need me. They need you. Like your voice is a different perspective than mine. Every single person's is different. So like you are needed. But when I started my food blog, it was 2011. And I was very lucky to have at home a daughter who slept all day, like that's all she did. And I had, I was like trying the whole not working thing, which wasn't really going very well for me. I had been working in corporate for many years and she was just a little baby at home. And I was like, I can work in corporate and not make very much money in what I was doing, or I could stay home with her. And, that, and it was amazing. And it kind of led me to start just trying different things. And one of them was cooking and experimenting with different foods. And I was putting it on Facebook like there was no Instagram or I think it was just starting in like the beginnings of Instagram when I started my blog and um, or I started on Facebook and my friend was like, oh, you should turn this into a blog. And my answer was, what's a blog? Hmm. I didn't even know what it was, but. I was like, you know what? Why not? I actually saw Smitten Kitchen was the first blog that I ever saw. And I was like, I could do that. So I kind of based mine off of the ways hers looked and just started sharing. My pictures were hideous (laughs) and I even knew they were hideous and it didn't matter. I didn't know how to write a recipe correctly. I just started posting. I was like, somebody's going to see it. Cause I really do believe that like, even if you reach one person, you're making a difference. If Mm -hmm. one person's making my recipe, this is amazing. So I just started sharing them and I started building a community on Facebook, not in the Jewish world. At the beginning, it was really just finding other food bloggers. And mm. at that point, there were really weren't a lot of Jewish food bloggers. So it's just kind of building a community, because if that's something when you're getting started, please don't do this alone. Like find your people. Mm. Don't just ask your friends to support you, but start looking like people will say to me, hey, can you introduce me to this person, that person? I'm like, have you introduced yourself? Oh, Are you following people on social media who do what you do to see if if you could start like commenting on their stuff and maybe they'll mm-hmm. start commenting on yours and and so that's what I started doing and it really built from there that's why i realized more than anything else that community is the key right. to everything, everything not just And that growth. you could build your own community it sounds yeah, like 1000%. Like when i a year or so into blogging I, I was actually talking with Naomi Nachman's cousin, who used to be a blogger, and both of us were like, there's no community of Jewish bloggers. Mm. We know each other. We knew Naomi. I had just met Naomi actually fairly recently, and and Hani Applebaum busy in Brooklyn, Miriam Pascal. Like, we were all doing our thing, but we didn't have a community, and I'm like, we need to do that. So with Shelly, Naomi's cousin, we started this conference, right? Mm. Back then it was the, what was it originally called? It wasn't,
0: oh, the, it wasn't the kosher food blogger conference. It was, it was the, the kosher
1: food blogger conference, which eventually came the Jewish food media conference because uh, I realized like it wasn't just for people who keep kosher. It was just a whole Jewish community thing. But we started that conference because I had seen how, how community can help you grow mm-hmm. and learning from each other, like how to take photos. I had no idea how to take food photos. Right. So I was like, let's bring somebody in who is a photographer who could teach us. Right. And so I started building this conference and people, it was nice that people really still coming to it. And, and I did it for many years. And I started seeing even at the conference that there would be people who kind of felt left out. They would come to the conference and I, I could hear them talking about, well, I want to be a part of this group. And I was like, there's so many of us, right? And we could all be friends and we should all support each other. But like, there's so many amazing people here, start connecting with people who are like-minded. Maybe it's somebody else who just started their blog too. Right. Or who's a healthy cook like you are. Like everybody has their own different vibe. And I was like, start building within the bigger community, a smaller community for yourself as well. Yes. Because yeah, like you said, starting your own community, sometimes you take that, make that effort instead of just feeling left out of what's going on. Like anybody who's new starting now, start building your community. Yeah. Like, and that's know.
0: what I, I see has transformed with us even, first of all, that you started in the food and we'll talk about where you are yeah. <laughs> now in terms of your platform, but that we're still connected. And now mm-hmm. your fo- your focus, even though you are going to have a cookbook come out that we'll talk about, um, your focus is a little bit different, yet we're still so intertwined connected. So you also don't even know where relationships will lead. Yeah. And I think what you said earlier is important where you just have to start. Like you One thing that I heard from you, I don't know if you realize that takeaway message other people might have, but that you didn't give yourself an excuse not to start. A lot of times people are their own self-sabotagers. Like no one is saying what you're telling yourself is not true before you even start. I mean, it's different if you put the steps in place and they hit a roadblock, but then you would recognize the block and you wouldn't pivot somewhere else because you're already in motion. But if you're stopping before you
1: even start because of something you're telling yourself, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. And you're even like, I I heard something recently that about perfection, like if you're waiting until everything is perfect, you're actually, you're going in the opposite direction. Like you're going farther away from perfect if you're trying to be perfect, Mm. because there is no perfect. So just do it imperfectly. And as you do it more and more, you're going to find your style, you're going to find your vibe, you're going to find all of that, but you're not going to find it before you start.
0: Yes. I mean, it even sounded like that from everything that you said in those few moments where (laughs) one thing led to the next and the next, like you said a lot in those few minutes, because Mm -hmm. that's exactly how it happens. One step goes to the next, to the next. And also one thing I love about you also is that you're incredibly open. So you're very also like you're not closed. You're not only putting the steps in motion, but you're open to kind of like what what opens up, and I and I love that about you because I try to be like that too, where like in more of an adventure mindset, like kind of just like, oh okay, let me just try this and see where it takes me, and then
1: that's it, that's the end of the thought. Yeah, I know it's not always easy for everybody because for for people who are overthinkers or people with different anxieties and thinking about all the what ifs, it can be very hard because what ifs tend to go in the negative direction. I actually do the opposite. I didn't always, but I learned over time to start doing the opposite where everybody's like, but what if everything goes wrong? I'm like, but what if everything goes right? Right. Why does it have to be that everything's going to go wrong for you and and things are going to go wrong? That reality is really important is that it's never a perfect line from beginning to end. I don't even know what the end is. <laughs> let's be right. honest, but there's no straight line. I have a lot of goals. I don't put a deadline on them because I think that putting a deadline is what stops people from even starting. Like right. suddenly you're... You're, you're not even starting because you're like, but what if I never finish it? Or what if it doesn't turn out the way I wanted it to? Okay, but what else could it look like? Like mm-hmm. Artists may have an image in their mind of how that painting is going to turn out, but it doesn't ever actually turn out exactly how you want it because by the time you get started and you get in the flow, things change. And, that, and it ends up being beautiful in the end, just different than what you expected.
0: I think that's also about getting comfortable in the journey or the process versus the end goal a lot of times you want to reach the goal already but really in essence it's the process and like what could unfold kind of living in that space and like you said there's no end date so that's sort of like what's a goal even like to hit it's more like you get to a point and then that opens up another point but in a in an exciting way to see where it comes up so I mean I totally appreciate that I think that in your journey you know you've now into sort of like a different bucket. And I'm curious, like, because everything that you've shared so far makes sense from one thing into the next. But now if you want to take us through what your platforms more become and then how you felt comfortable, because that was a leap. That was, <laughs> let's say it was leading there, right? I mean, yeah. I say that with a lot of love. Like it was leading there in terms of, things you set up and you can talk about like you were starting to do your dog walk talks and you were starting to get more vocalized and and you were starting to share your opinions more mm-hmm. but it was more still in the wellness sphere so actually now that I say it out loud I see how you came into this but I would love for you to share because like you said if you only looked at your food stuff from the start now what you look at what your platform is not that per se um, all the time at least I would love you to give you an example of like, let's say it doesn't unfold as organically as we're making it sound. And you actually do need to take a leap of
1: faith and say, you know what? I'm going all in for this. How do we do that? I think that was a huge thing. Like you said, it it, it actually, when you say it out loud, you realize that there was a total flow to it. It was not on purpose. That's the truth about it. Because when I was a food blogger, I like, I had a lot of passion for it. It wasn't a full-time job by any means, but I really loved being able to create recipes that people were making, but it never. And I think that if if anyone were to look back, they would see that it was never this like huge passion for me. I love it, and I love blogging. But what I love more than cooking is talking.
0: Mm-hmm. That's just <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, laughing because I'm friends with you. I I, right? <laughs> I I feel both from you. Both both feel like you though. Like both yes doesn't feel like you're an over talker. Like oh my god, it just they just both feel like you.
1: Right. Well, so I I believe that everybody has. A gift, right? We don't always know what our gift is. And when I realized what it was, and I said it out loud, I'm like, my gift is talking. My gift, I have the gift of gab. And I truly believe that. And especially with the videos that I make, when people are like, wow, well, you explain it so well. I do believe that it's a gift. I think anybody can do anything they set their mind to, but some people have certain things that are more natural to them, right? Mm-hmm. They have more na- that gift For that was sure. given to them. So um, when you find it, it's like, please enjoy it and don't feel bad about it. Like share it with the world. Mm-hmm. So I, when, when Instagram, Uh, stories started. All of us, it was like this huge shift from everything being pictures, everything being pictures, to suddenly Mm -hmm. we were talking. And I remember at the beginning being like, oh my God, we have to start talking to people. And now (laughs) I can't even imagine life without stories. But at the beginning it was, it was kind of weird, but I started doing these dog walks in the morning where I would share all the changes I was making in my life. Cause I had been on this personal growth journey until then I didn't even know personal growth existed. Like Mm. I didn't know that you could want to change your life and do more, all that stuff just didn't exist. I was just living and I was happy, but I didn't know that you could grow. So I'm like, oh my God, if I didn't know, there's gotta be other people that think the same way that I do. That's my rule. If I think it, other people think it too. Just so I started sure. sharing, yeah, these morning dog walks where I started sharing my personal growth and you know learning how to be grateful, which was a really, really big shift for me in my entire life. I think being learning to be grateful and not just... I mean, I think naturally a lot of people are grateful, but really seeking out the gratefulness Mm. and looking for the gratefulness anywhere that I can in my day, not just the big things, but even like a nice warm cup of coffee or deliciously comfortable sweatpants. Like I've learned to be really grateful for those things. And so I started sharing all of that. And so that really did shift with the mindset and wellness and things that I was doing along with food blogging. And then TikTok started. Mm. right? I mean, TikTok was, uh, it started for me. I mean, TikTok was around, (laughs) but my my daughter was like, oh, I really want to be on it. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. So I need to be on it too. So I'm always thankful to Nora because she's the reason that I got on the app. I was like, what, this is a whole new app. Why don't I try something a little different Mm -hmm. and see if I could, and I just started talking the way that I talked in stories, but on TikTok. And I was sharing, I was sharing some political stuff, which I have since hold way back on, but it was just giving me a space where I didn't have a following at all mm-hmm. that I could just share whatever the heck was on my mind. And I would mention things about, you know, being Jewish or Shabbos or whatever it was. And people started asking questions. I didn't have a huge following, but a few thousand people asking questions. I'm like, I can answer their questions. Right. And then there was a huge amount of anti Semitism that was happening in New York. Um mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, you know what, if I have all these people who are watching, whatever number it was, and I could talk to them about anti-Semitism, I can make a difference. Mm. Whatever difference I'm making, I can make it. So I started specifically focusing on talking about anti-Semitism and people really perked up. A lot of people were like, wait, anti-Semitism still happens? Mm. Like there was a lot of shock about what was going on. And I there were a lot of comparisons um, with things that happened before the Holocaust and all of that. And I And this was back in 2020. And I was sharing about that and people were just, they mind, like, they were like, what? So I started just answering everybody's questions. Again, the gift of gab, like I might right. as well start answering them. And it just, from there, it just took off. It wasn't like I went from zero to a million, right? Like at all, not even mm-hmm. a little bit, but it, it was, it really was, I would have a few viral videos and people were really watching and they were asking a million questions and, and the. I've created this, there are no stupid questions tagline, which I still truly believe in where I wanted people to just be able to ask anything that even if it felt really stupid, mm-hmm. people would write, um, this is a stupid question, but, and then they right. ask. and I was like, wait, please. Like if you're at, af- if you're thinking it, if you don't ask it, then you're going to go on not knowing, or you're going to start making up the answer for yourself and not actually know the answer to that questions about keeping kosher, questions about Shabbos, questions about toilet paper on Shabbos, like some of the things that we don't even think twice about, but people don't, they just were so curious.
0: Yeah. And you, you come across, first of all, you always come across authentically, but in a very non-judgmental way is just also who you are in general. So it's totally a perfect batch, but when it comes to like finding your voice, so you found Mm. your voice, like how did you jump into that. You said that people have asked questions, so you simply answered them. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that, that you just sort of like walk into something that opens up for you versus people who might say, oh, I don't know if I'm the right authority on that. Or I don't know uh, if." how do people get comfortable in their voice and find the confidence to step into that space or a new space?
1: I, I take a little bit of what people want are asking. And I, I rolled with that meaning it was, I was still being authentically myself. I was still Mm -hmm. answering questions about my life and, and really shifting into a whole new space. I mean, I still share obviously tons of recipes. That's why I'm able to have this cookbook coming out, but that's part of the keeping kosher that's been so much fun. But I started noticing the questions that people were asking. And I started asking myself, if this is what I'm attracting, why am I attracting it? Mm. Right. And, And in a positive way, because I think that no matter who you attract, ask yourself why you're attracting those people if you're attracting negativity what are you putting out into the Mm. world that negativity is coming back true. and i'm not talking about anti-semitism because that's like a whole other ball game right that's something completely different but i'm talking about like i I see it in people's comments sometimes where i'm like oh my gosh everything is so negative what are they putting out into the world and then you see some creators who are just a ball of light and everybody's so beautiful wonderful and positive they're putting it out into the world so it's Mm -hmm. asking yourself what am i putting out there so i started asking myself what am I doing that's attracting these people? And they're and they're coming to me to ask these questions. And like you said, it was, it, I think people just felt comfortable with me because I'm very non-judgmental of how people live their lives. Yes. I'm Non-Jewish, Jewish, wherever you're living. I'm just so, I don't, live your life. Like, I don't care how you live your life right. as long as you're treating people re- with respect. That's right. like number one. So I started asking myself questions about that. I think as as natural as it was for people to come to me, What effort I made was to start asking myself, what is it that I'm, that's making these kinds of people, these kinds of questions come to me? What am I putting out into the world? And from there, I started to build on that and focus more on that. So for anybody out there who's wondering, like, how do I find my community? Start just putting stuff out there. And Mm -hmm. you're going to see as people start commenting, because it doesn't happen right away. At the beginning, you literally are talking to yourself Mm -hmm. and your mom. And your good with too like your cousins and your yeah. whoever your friends are, they're like your biggest supporters. And if they're not your biggest supporters, they are not your friends. Right. I'm sorry, it's a hard truth, but like your friends should want your growth, even if they feel like it's a little crazy. They don't have to understand your dreams, they just have to support your dreams. So for sure. If so, but as you start doing it more and more, people do take notice. If nobody's taking notice at all, I would start to ask, like, maybe I need to shift a little bit. Mm-hmm. Who am I speaking to? Right. 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 When you put anything out into the world, you got to know who you're talking to. Right. Who you want to be talking to.
0: Mm-hmm. Or welcome okay. engagement also, like, you know, invite that kind of feedback yeah. and yeah. finding it. Um, I One thing you always say in your videos is you always say, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Other people do other things. I mean, you say that all the time. So I yeah. think that you... Are always authentic, but you also explain. You know, this is what I do, and and people want that, though. Like you're saying, they that's exactly what they wanted, and you're mm-hmm. giving that to them, and in in that, spreading a larger message and having a bigger impact in just yourself, like in your own life. Which again is back to our original point about like who am I? What do I have to say? Like a lot, you know, just <laughs> in who you are, people have so much to see and say. And another thing you share on your platform is your journey with type one diabetes and you do throw on some obviously very authentic stuff with your pump and things like that so i'd love for you to share a little bit about that um because you know i mean with anything someone's dealing with chronically they they a lot of times they feel like they have to hide it or um you know, it's going to get in their way of things and, and you just like bring it out to the forefront. Like you don't have to, (laughs) like, you can stick to what your platform's about yet. You're like, Oh, my pump broke this morning, which by the way, I was with you that day. And (laughs) we were going on a donut, like (laughs) all all day Um, (laughs) day. you shared that. And I I wonder where that comes, like what that place comes from, from you and what kind of feedback you've been getting and, and how that's
1: related to your life, like on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, It feels so important to share because I know there are people out there who feel broken because they have a chronic illness. They feel like it's their fault that they have a chronic illness. It's been 22 years since I was diagnosed and I never felt the need to hide it because it just, I didn't do it to myself. Right. And even if you do, if it's something that you have because you caused it, it's still a part of your life. You got to figure it out. Don't be embarrassed. But I didn't cause diabetes Mm -hmm. it happened and it stinks, but I, I can hide it. Or I could just live my life and people around me can start to feel comfortable with it. And as part of my gift of gab is also my gift of, um, ne- I just, I don't hold anything back. I'm a sharer by nature. Even when I was younger, like if I have a new shampoo, I want everyone to try it. Like I just always love to share the things that I, I le- are, are going well in my life. And so for me, it never felt like I needed to hide it. And then learning that there are people who hide their illness and not just because they're embarrassed, but because they're, they're so nervous about judgment, what mm-hmm. people are going to say. So I felt like let's just show people what it looks like to be a diabetic. It's not my main platform. If you are watching my videos, you may not know that I'm a diabetic, but that's kind of the point. Like who cares? Diabetes is a part of who I am, but it doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. But I also want to acknowledge for people with diabetes that exists it's something that i think about even right now i have low candies that sit at my desk when i'm doing this podcast cuz you just never know if i could just drop at any time so i'm always th- it's always there in the back of my mind but i don't let it stop me from going after my my goals my dreams
0: yeah absolutely i even that. see that now that you phrase it like that, I think that's exactly what comes across like your platforms, largely X, Y, and Z with some family and this and that you mm-hmm. see all that, you see the food and then you just see these like tidbits of like, <laughs> like I keep bringing up, but you know, like your pump broke today or, or you had a new donut that you thought would be okay. I saw that one too. That mm. would be okay. Oops, my sugar went high. Um, Just sort of like, in, I guess we could say it's just very integrated uh, in an obvious way in your life that it's not like it's there, meaning it's, it's very much there. Like, cause I get that from people too. Like if you make something seem too much on the outside, then people are wondering like, but I don't understand like hmm. X, Y, and Z. And you're like, no, 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 it's there. We're just yeah. doing our thing. Yeah, also, also, I guess
1: people, people get diagnosed and, and I, I hear it from parents a lot. And I think I'm I'm really grateful for that. That's some feedback that I always really appreciate and keeps me going. when I want to share is when parents have kids who are diagnosed. Now I now have a A son who was diagnosed two years ago, but for a long 13 years before he was diagnosed, I was just a diabetic on my own sharing my life. And now it means even more because I'll have parents who will say, Thank you for showing what life is going to look like for my kid. I want my kid to see that because it's scary as a parent. Hope that your kid's going to be okay, right? It's it's scary as a parent to think, What is it like going to be like for my kid? Are they going to be okay? Is dating going to be okay? Are they going to be healthy? Are they going to be able to be successful in life? And then to see adults. Who are successful and who are healthy and happy and everything isn't perfect all the time with diabetes, but they're not letting it stop them like, yeah, my pump broke and I had a moment of like, oh my God, am I going to go on this trip, this road right. trip? And then I was like, uh-uh, I almost just cursed. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> like, that's what I was thinking that morning. I was like, I was like, I, how can I not go? Right what? Cause my pump broke. I have, pe- I have an insulin pen. Right. I'll be fine. And I was right. fine. And I it think it's different. thinking it
0: through in a way that first of all, you're confident with yourself in, in that. And you also know your options. Like yeah. you, you have alternatives. These, these most things, I mean, unfortunately some things not, but there's, there's options, there's yeah. ways to manage things. You just have to know your resources. Yeah. Um, so it's really incredible to see that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, I I just feel like maybe we should end with something about um, dealing with people then who give the other types of feedback, like the negative (laughs) feedbacks, like how to roll with everything's sort of leading up to this. We talked about finding your voice, feeling confident, even in, let's say, chronic conditions that you're dealing with, how to just sort of roll with it and just show up as like your truest self. Forget about best self. I think that's like a just your truest <laughs> self, you know, your most authentic you. And then we talked about how that relates to other people. But how do you deal then with the the feedback you
1: get back like negative? I mean, that's there too. Well, I have a rule. So my, my first rule is anybody who's giving you – um like nasty comments, they're trolling you. They've got stuff in their own life. Mm -hmm. I don't need to sit here and figure out what's wrong with their life and make up stories about it because none of that, it doesn't matter. They're trolling you and they're saying negative things to you because of whatever is going on in their life. Right. Whatever it is. I don't people go, oh, it's jealousy. I don't think it's always jealousy. I think sometimes it is, but not just of me, of anybody. But I think a lot of times it's people just, they have whatever garbage is going on in their life and they feel like they need to bring other people down to their level or sometimes it's jealousy or whatever reason It doesn't matter because whatever reason they're posting that negative thing, it's not about me. Sometimes it's about like, sometimes with friendships, if something goes wrong, I'll ask myself, what did I do? Like, what do I need to be apologizing? But when it comes to just living my life, if people are coming to my page and they don't like something about me, what are you going to do? Like, oh no, they don't like how I look. They don't like that. I mean, I hardly wear makeup. I'm wearing a little bit now because I had a brisk, but like whatever reason they want to make comments, negative, whatever it is, what's going on in your life? That yeah. you need, that you feel the need to comment on somebody else's page and say something negative, whatever that judgment is. And I also have a rule about asking questions. If you want to give someone feedback, ask them permission to give them feedback. So if these are random strangers on the internet and they're just coming after you, my first rule is that it's about them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let their their stuff right. Don't let the people in the cheap seats have an expensive opinion of your life. Oh, I don't, love that. We don't know these people. These Mm -hmm. are strangers on the internet.
0: Right. And they can't know everything about you either. Putting a no. snippet of, well, now you're up to a minute and 30 seconds on TikTok, but that's not the whole story, even in yeah. what you're talking about. Sometimes, Girl, keep
1: going up. It's I like mean, you can I, put like 10 minutes. Oh my so gosh, much. now
0: 10 minutes. <laughs> Meaning like even in 10 minutes, you can't say everything you possibly said about a subject, whatever. So typically speaking, a lot of times people just don't have the even the whole story of your life. Yeah. I mean, at all anyway.
1: Right. And then there's the anti-Semitism is a huge thing. And I know that it keeps a lot of people away from TikTok specifically because The anti-Semitism is way worse over there than it is on Instagram. It's bad. It's bad everywhere. Let's just be Mm -hmm. real. Real life, online, the social media war is a mess with anti-Semitism. But I, going back to what I was saying earlier, I know who I'm speaking to, and I know why I'm speaking to them, and I I understand my purpose, and -hmm. my purpose changes constantly. But I, in the moment, know why I'm doing what I do. The big why, right? The big, why And understanding why I'm doing what I do, and that keeps me going. When I see the negativity, and it, I just won't let it stop me, and because I know that I have this voice and the confidence to keep going, I also feel like speaking up for those who can't or those mm. who right now won't. Because I don't blame people who don't feel comfortable. I don't. I I want everybody to use their voices because I think their voices are really important. No matter, everybody speaks to somebody different and in a different way. But with everything going on and the anti-Semitism being so. Hardcore and intense and sometimes really scary. I will happily speak up for those who can't because I just it's in me to do it. It makes me my word of 2024 is louder.
0: Mm, I love that. Uh, We're
1: talking even more
0: about this, where I think you're saying that you first of all keep your focus on what your goal is and who you're really speaking to and care to connect with. And then the larger scope of this of I have important work and I'm speaking for those who can't, because That's what's so incredible. Your platform came from food, which is always important. We all love food and talking <laughs> about food. That's how we originally connected, but being even more meaningful and impactful of a messaging is just so incredible to follow your journey. And I'm so lucky to have you as a friend, Aww. anything we could leave everybody with based on things we talked about today. What kind of message do you want to leave everyone with?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, the, I know I've said it a thousand times, but your voice is important. Your voice is important and your voice is not mine. Your voice is not Beth's. Your voice is yours. And for I don't want you to ever think that you don't need to speak up because somebody else is already doing it. It's like when you think of a minion with 10 men and if everybody said, oh, there's going to be 10 people there, then no one would show up. Mm -hmm. And there wouldn't be a million, (laughs) which
0: sometimes happens. And then they don't (laughs) have
1: Right. Or even giving to charity, like everybody goes, oh, somebody else is going to give. But imagine if even if you give a dollar and everybody gives a dollar, boy, does that add up versus thinking, well, somebody else with more money is going to do it or somebody else with more passion is going to do it. The way that you show up is going to be different than every other person on the planet. Get inspired by the way that people show up. That's what I did. I started my blog based on Smitten Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And look at where I am now. I'm not. We're in completely different places, she and I, where it was just getting inspired by somebody else and what they were doing. So if you want to use your voice, speak up. And I also feel like saying with that, if you're someone who wants to use your voice but doesn't feel comfortable posting on the internet and all those things... You can use, use your voice in different ways. You can be a cheerleader for other people who are using their voices mm. because that's just as powerful, in my opinion. Some people say, oh, if you're not speaking up, you're, you know, silence is violence and all of that. And I'm like, but there's different ways. If you're supporting the people who are speaking up about something important to you, especially on social media, liking their videos, sharing their videos, commenting, telling them what it means. Oh, true, by the way. It makes a huge difference. A huge, you are using your voice just as powerfully as somebody who's using it more openly and vocally, like send messages privately. When I get a message from someone telling me how my voice has helped them, oh, I,
0: I want to keep going. I know, that's so true. That's such a great tip to give someone else because I'm thinking, thinking for myself. And like you said, the haters speak louder than the supporters sometimes, but the supporters mm-hmm. have a major role, especially if what their role is going to be supporting someone else if they don't feel comfortable voicing their own. I mean- I, I think people need to know that for us, that means a lot. That actually really does have a very functional thing. It's not like, don't assume we're told from everyone the good things, you know, and and exactly. how impactful that could be for someone else. I love that. Let us know how we could follow you. Give us a little glimpse, someone to
1: expect the cookbook, the name, what are the next projects we can follow? So, everywhere I'm the real Melinda Strauss, my website is I Literally, my recipes, I mean, I have what is it? 11 years worth of recipes on there, but everything I have a podcast that I used to, to share that's on there. My merch is on there. I have a whole new, I stand with Israel merch line that mm-hmm. I just came out with. So Love everything's that. there. Oh yeah. My favorite books, my mm-hmm. favorite YA fantasy books are on there, but on social media, it's the real Melinda Strauss. And I do have a cookbook coming out. The name I keep saying as of now, cause like sometimes things change, right? Of Eat Jewish. Mm. and the it's going to be an extension of my social media so there's going to be some education i definitely am going to share a lot about the holidays and all the recipes are the ones that i grew up with so there's a lot of ashkenazic recipes in there all jewish related and then a lot of turkish recipes because mm. i grew up in there's the largest i believe it's the largest tur- largest turkish community now is in seattle so my best friends growing up, a lot of them were, were Turkish. So I have a lot of Turkish and Greek food, a little bit of Moroccan. So there's going to be a big mix um, of different kinds of foods that I grew up on. And again, some education to go with it and a lot of story time, because that's what I do. That's going to be coming out in spring 2025.
0: Wow. So yeah. exciting. Okay. Well, thanks for joining. And if anyone has any questions, I'm, you're so available on your platform. Don't forget to tune in for more episodes on Spotify. And be sure to follow us on TikTok, at Instagram, at Nourish by Beth for more wellness ideas.